Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Simply Serie A, the Italian football podcast, brought to you by AMS Media with me, Harry Simeu. And of course, I'm joined uh, by two fantastic guests once again. Uh, my right-hand man is with me, Mr. Vittorio Campanile. Welcome back to the show, my friend. How have you been? Good yeah, spirits? Been great. Thanks, Harry. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. And also joining us this evening uh, for the first time uh, is Nima Tavale. Nima, welcome to the show, mate. How are you? I'm good. Uh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be on. It's our pleasure, my friend. It's our pleasure to have you. And uh, just before we kick off uh, with a little bit of analysis, we're going to run through uh, the results uh, from this week's Serie A. Um, of course, the big game uh, was in Rome between Lazio and Inter. That finished 2-1 to the hosts. Atalanta uh, to Roma 1, Bologna 0, Genoa 3, Cagliari 0, Napoli 1, Juventus 2, Brescia 0, Lecce 2, Spau 1, Milan 1, Torino 0, Sampdoria 1, Fiorentina 5, Sassuolo 0, Parma 1, Udinese 0, Verona 0. Now, as I've said, the big game was, of course, at the Stadio Olimpico between Lazio and Inter. It was a much-anticipated fixture. And on last week's episode, we spoke about the fact that um, we wanted to wait until this weekend had happened before we made any more predictions in regards to where the title may end up. Uh, Vittorio, let's come to you first. Um, let's let's have some positivity before we come to Nima uh, for the <laughs> Inter perspective. Um, fantastic win for Lazio. Um, the place was absolutely rocking. Um, your overall thoughts on the game? Well, I think that Lazio uh, deserved to win, played better than Inter. It was more an uh, offensive mind. Lazio tried to win the match while we saw uh, you went, uh, Inter try to defend and uh, try to counter-attack. I think the biggest difference is, at the moment, Lazio has the best midfield in Italy. Minico Isavic, Luis Alberto Leiva are three quality players that... 
really are making the difference and Lazio dominated there and was able to win the match. Now, this pretty much starts a new season for Lazio, right? Because since Sunday, Lazio was thinking our goal is the Champions League. This is our main target. Now, with Lazio beating Inter and becoming second, one point behind Juventus, I think the the object, the goal has to change, has to be fighting for the Scudetto. I still don't think Lazio's favorite. I still think Juventus and Inter are a better team. But, you know, once you are in the in that position, you have to fight and uh, try, try try your best to, you know, do the best possible. Absolutely. And, and what players stood out for you in particular? You've mentioned the midfield uh, trio there and how effective they were. Were you impressed by anyone else? I mean, for me, Milinkovic-Savic was, was incredible. Um, obviously got that really important goal as well. But I, I thought the whole Lazio team performed. Would you agree with that? Yes. I, I mean, the secret of this team is this group, right? Everybody that plays, plays at a certain level. Let's not forget that Lazio was without L Captain Lulic and Inzaghi decided to not start Lazzari. So these were the weakness, weaknesses of this team, right? The, the, the substitution on the wingers, uh, Marzic and Johnny. Johnny was just as his fourth start in Serie A this year. So very little appearance for him. He didn't go very well, Johnny. Marzic did much better. But yeah, the secret is the group. And then I think that big matches are won by champions, great players. And I think that's why Mar uh, Milinkovic Savic made the difference. And it's not... Uh, it, Milinkovic Savic scored against Inter, scored against Juventus, scored last year in the Coppa Italia final. It's not coincidence. Top players make the difference in big match. Groups bring you there to fight for these big matches, but then when they when you fight against a big team, then your star have to make the difference. And I think that's why, that's what Milinkovic Savic did. Brilliant stuff. Uh, Vittorio, before we go over to Nima, your thoughts on the penalty? Because I've seen a lot of Inter supporters on, <laughs> on social media were unhappy with the award. What was your take on it? Are you, uh, and it was the Vrai of all people, um, you know, returning to the Olimpico. Was it a penalty in your opinion? Well, you know, last time that uh, the Vrai gave a penalty when was it it was Lazio Inter when he was <clears> playing Lazio so you know maybe a little bit of karma I thought it was a clear penalty I thought the discussion was red card or yellow card uh, people say he doesn't push it yet but if you see the leg of Immobile it get between the two legs of the fry so it was a clear penalty and again people saying that Lazio didn't deserve to win <sighs> honestly I don't think Lazio played better than Inter Obviously, it's a very close match. You know, you're playing against Inter. You're not playing against Frosinone. So it's going to be some episode to decide the match. But I think it was a clear penalty, honestly. Nima, let's come over to you before we, we dissect Inter's performance. Your thoughts on the penalty quickly. No, it's not a penalty. Uh, but that doesn't mean that Lazio didn't deserve to win. Lazio deserved to win. I think Lazio played better than Inter. Uh, I thought in, I thought I, I liked the way Inzaghi... Um, the, the way Italians say uh, gestire la partita. I thought I thought the way that Lazio took on the game was much better than the way that Inter did. Um, you you couldn't tell that Marozic not playing uh, that Marozic playing and Johnny playing was a weakness. I thought sure Johnny struggled a little bit, but uh, but at the same time I thought Lazio uh, played to their strengths. Um, Conte I, I'd say he he's he's changed his approach uh, he when he when he took over this inter uh, it was all about the intensity it was all about controlling games it was all about taking it to the opponent it was all about 
you know, not giving the opponents a sniff of the ball and controlling. Now against, you know, since against the dar in the derby against Milan, he's kind of given the initiative. The team is defending too deep. They did it again against Lazio. They were way too deep in, for for defending too deep for the for my taste or for how Inter has been playing this season uh, generally. And 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 I I I think Conte gave the initiative a little bit too much to, voluntarily to Lazio. And Lazio are a team that can play in several different ways. They can play counter-attacking. They can they have the quality and the players to dictate the tempo uh, and to create. So no, I, I I'm not happy with how Inter played but, uh, but and I think Lazio deserved their win uh, but it's not a penalty because if you you know if you look at the way that the, the, the movement is you see that De Frey it's not for the push it's the fact that they say you know it's two things it's if is it a push and is it an infringement well it's not an infringement because his his movement is towards the free you know into a free space and at the same time, uh, Immobile is, you know, he's he wants to shoot, so he pulls his foot back and wants to hit uh, and wants to kick, and they they collide. You know, he kicks De Frey, so it's neither a penalty or a free kick. But this is Gianluca Rocchi. I've watched this man ruin Serie A games for the past twelve years. It's nothing, you know. He he is a clown. I mean, the first the first twenty five minutes of that game, uh, I tweeted out that. The day this man retires, it would be a happiest day for Italian football because he's an absolute clown. There is no way of rehabilitating him. This is a man that was banned from 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 refereeing Inter's games about seven eight years ago because of his incompetence, and he still hasn't learned, and he he won't learn. In the first twenty five minutes of the game, he missed four clear yellow cards: two on Inter, two on Lazio. He's this is the, the, this man's incompetence is legendary, and he's ruined so many games in the Serie A. Not just Inter, although he has an absolutely fantastic uh, portfolio of ruined Inter games to his credit. But it's it's not it's not it's not malice. It's not malfede or malafede as they say in Italy. It's it's just incompetence. This man is utterly incompetent, and and the sooner he he stop he stops you know the sooner they, he retires, the better it is for Il Calcio. Uh, that's my honest opinion. Vittorio, let, let's come to you quickly. So, what do you make of Nima's argument that that it wasn't a penalty? Uh, yeah, that it wasn't a penalty. My apologies, that it wasn't a penalty. And one thing I want to put to you as well, which I thought was a little bit um, over the top, was Lazio's celebrations after the game. I thought the way the Olimpico celebrated that was as if they just won the title. And for me, it was a little bit over the top. Firstly, do you want to respond to the penalty stuff? And then what do you make of my comments that maybe the celebrations were a little premature and a little bit over the top? Uh, I stick with what I said. I think it was a clear penalty. And the fact that a lot of former referees said exactly the same thing. I mean, uh, this is my opinion. So, and, and uh, opinion of pretty much everything. The fact that Gazzetta dello Sport, that usually it's a Milan uh, newspaper, this time said it was a clear penalty. I mean, tells everything. Talking about Rocky, it's funny because Lazio fan was absolutely upset about uh, having Rocky as a referee. 40% of the red card Rocky gave were to Lazio players. So this tells you a lot how much Rocky is badly considered from everybody. Everybody hates no, him. He's, he's completely incompetent. I mean, yes, this, yes. Is, 
I mean, this isn't, you know, this isn't just, uh, you know, he, he, he has been, I mean, when I say 12 years, it's not, I'm not exaggerating. I have watched this man ruin games for 12 years, and so have you, Vittorio. It's not, you know, everyone who's watched the Serie A, whenever, you know, in Zlatan Ibrahimovic's book, he's even, he's even mentioned of how when Inter are going to the last game of the season against uh, Parma, the Scudetto decider on the, uh, on the on their last day of the season, and they announce that it's Gianluca Rocchi uh, that's going to be the referee, and Mancini explodes saying, oh, not that. Sob, he hates us. Uh, you know, it's it, he's not. I mean, he, he's he's done this. I mean, as I said, he was banned for from refereeing Inter for uh, because of a absolute another horror show he had when Inter played Napoli uh, at the San Siro when he gave a penalty that was outside the penalty area and sent off uh, Ob- Yonobi, uh, sorry uh, Yoel Obi for 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 winning the ball. I mean, but it's it's this is Rocky. I'm I'm not even you know it, it is what it is. Uh, he's always been like this. He will never become better. He, he will never ever become a better referee. He, this is this is who he is. And if you want, you know, any current data outside of the Serie, just ask any Ajax fan or anyone who watched Chelsea play Ajax when he ruined that game as well. So this 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 incompetence of his is 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 legendary. It's it's not it's it's not it's not malice against Inter or Lazio. It's a it's a competence issue. So we we don't agree on the penalty, but we agree in that that Rocky is is the worst referee in the division. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure the worst. I mean, I have a big experience <laughs> with Giacomelli that has been terrible for Lazio. So <laughs> I have there's to. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of play. There's a lot of referees who could who in Italy who could definitely fight for that uh, yeah. that crown of uh, <laughs> bidone, but. Um, <laughs> But no, he he is definitely. But if we look at over a twelve-year period, I mean, this guy, the the stuff that he's come up with through the years, it's it's almost impressive. Like that, like he's so bad that you stand in awe of the nonsense almost. <laughs> uh, talking about the celebration, uh, no, I I think you know this changed the season of Lazio since you know after Sunday Lazio is fighting for the scudetto, which was unbelievable a couple mm. of weeks ago. Still, I don't think it's going to happen, but, you know, the fans celebrate beating Inter, that it's a big result for a club like Lazio. Let's not forget that Lukaku cost twice the complete transfer summer transfer market of Lazio. Mm. I mean, this to put on perspective the two clubs' ambition and uh, market value. Um, beating the Frey, it's big for Lazio fans. So, you know, um, no, I think it's going to change the season. Now we have to see how Lazio will react being considered a title contender, starting from Genoa's match, that is going to be really, really complicated looking at the past experience for Lazio there. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a cliche, doesn't it? But, uh, you know, Lazio, yes, they're in the Scudetto race, but they've got to just take each game at a time. And it's one of those cliches in football that people use all the time. And, you know, I hate using them as well, but it, it just feels like with Lazio, they've got to just try and get through each week and then see where they're at rather than setting a longer-term goal. No, absolutely. Nemo, was you going to come in there? Yeah, no, I, I just want to say I'm so impressed by Lazio, and this is something that they've been doing for a long time. Um, I mean, if we, I mean, you, if we, if we'll remember the way that Claudio Lotito came in and the circumstances that he came in, uh, I think it's 12, 13, what is it, 14, 15 years ago now, when he came into the to Lazio after the Craniotti era completely, the meltdown, and, 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 and how he reluctantly came in and how he basically 
changed the the club uh, into actually making a profit and 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 how he systematically built them up and 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 how he's got them winning trophies whilst doing that which is really impressive um and then and then when you know the the bielsa thing uh, the way it crashed uh, which was a definitely a blessing in disguise because that gave simone inzaghi who i think is you know he's a character who's been loved by uh, lazio fans ever since he played there and 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 the way that he's been able to unite with all due respect to rocky the player um, he was hardly the, the 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 kind of uniting character, or the, the same way that the same way that Simon Inzaghi is. You know, he he won the scudetto with them. You know, he was a player that fought for the club and bled for the club, and now he, that's his you know that's his first first big job, and he's got them playing some really good football. I mean, in his first season, Lazio scored a hell of a lot of goals, but they conceded. Uh, <clears throat> they conceded a lot as well. The second and third, the second season, they didn't score as much, and then they, but they conceded less. This season, he's got it, he's got it working like clockwork, and it's so impressive to see the way that he's got the the, the development that someone like Sergei Milinkovic uh, and above all Luis Alberto, who I am absolutely head over heels in love with. I think he is absolutely phenomenal. He's a classic. A trequartista that we I don't think we've seen in, in in Italian football for quite some time, and I I absolutely love watching him play. Um, and then and then the the way that Acerbi has come into this team and and turned into the best defender in, in the Serie A, if you ask me, by a mile this season. No, I I'm really impressed. And then Lazzari, what a what a shrewd signing, an intelligent signing that was in the summer, and and how they've he's got this, you know, they've built this, and now now it's gelling. And and I, I agree with what Vittorio said. I think this isn't now this. It's a different. It's a new season that starts now for Lazio. One hundred percent. Now they have to cope with the no longer the underdog they're actually one of the players they're actually one of the teams that are are going to be treated like a big team that's going to fight for the scudetto i personally don't think that they're they will win the scudetto i i still think that maybe their their peak in form has come a little bit too soon uh because juventus uh, and inter especially conte we know that his teams perform in march april uh, and Juventus, Juve or Juve, they will always be at their best in March, April. Uh, it, 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 it depends. It, it, it remains to be seen. But it's but there's no doubt in my mind that what you know, Simon Inzaghi. I've been I've been tooting his horn for several years now that I think he's the next Italian super coach. Uh, he's showing that he is because the work he's done with this Lazio team is nothing short of fantastic. Yeah, agreed. And I can't disagree with with any of that. I think he has done a fantastic job. Probably doesn't get the credit uh, outside of Italy at the moment that he deserves. And hopefully this is the kind of result that will make people stand up and take notice of the, the fantastic work that Simone Inzaghi is doing over there. Now, let's move on to Juventus, who, of course, defeated Brescia by two goals to nil. Cristiano Ronaldo was rested. Um, Vittorio, from my perspective, when I watch Juventus, I don't see them... Uh, playing at their best I don't see them you know free flowing I I, I just I, there's something not quite right there yet they keep getting results and results elsewhere keep going in their favor because let's face it had Inter beaten Lazio at the weekend Juventus's position would have been very different wouldn't it yes and to be honest Juventus beat Brescia but I saw the match they were terrible and Brescia played for 55 56 minutes one man down and you know playing at Juventus Stadium 
with 10 men against 11. Last year, Juventus would have destroyed Brescia. You know, this match would have finished after 65 minutes. It would have been 3-0. Instead, instead, Juventus went ahead 1-0 because the goalkeeper of Brescia, they stopped it after 10, 15 minutes. The new goalkeeper was at his debut in Serie A and made a mistake yeah. on the free kick of Dybala. Everybody's saying, ah, incredible free kick. It's on the side of the goalkeeper. A normal goalkeeper should have saved that. And after that, in the second half, Juventus didn't create any chances till at the end of the match when they scored a second goal thanks to a nice uh, triangle between Matudi and, uh, and, um, and Quadrado. So, really, Juventus struggled against Brescia that is playing terrible. Was one man down. Brescia is struggling to perform great football. Uh, this, for me, was a very concerning result. Yes, you get the three points, but you struggle against Brescia one man down. So this is really, this is really uh, scary for me if I'm a Juventus fan. And at the moment, you have to say that in the last month or so, without Cristiano Ronaldo, Juventus is really struggling to score. And this is, you know, it's it's worrying. Yes, as Nima said, February, March, usually Juventus come out, etc. But this is a different Juventus. Maurizio Sarri is not a winner. Last year with Allegri, this match would have been over after 15 minutes. We are seeing that with Sarri, Juventus is losing against Verona. That's simply unexpected. They drew against Lecce. They're losing a lot of points that last year, maybe they would have been playing great football, but they would have get the three points. So I, I still think Juventus is the favorite, but they have to step up. Now, having Chiellini back is definitely uh, a good thing for Juventus. We'll have to see when he will be back to his level and how things will change. But I'm a little bit concerned for Juventus. Nima, what's your take on, on Juventus? I think I, I agree with a lot of what Vittorio said, but I think he shouldn't, you know, I this is still Juve. <laughs> Juve is Juve. And 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 they they have this amazing, you know, that you talk about winner culture and it's it's you know it's something that's a DNA in the wall you know it's kind of in the walls of that in in Vinovo and but with but with him I agree there is there is reason of concern with Sarri because he's not the patented Juve kind of winner the same way Allegri was uh, at all or Capello was or Lippi was it's it's completely different but 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 at the same time uh, Sarri you know he he managed to win in Europe with that Chelsea side he brought them to a to a fight in the Europa League last season. He got them playing pretty good football after a, a, a season where he struggled a lot. Um, and, he, and he got them to the finals, uh, to, to one final. They won, they won one, they lost one. But at the same time, I do think there is cause for concern, like Vittorio said. But, but, but you know, Chiellini. Chiellini is so important. He, yeah. His voice in, in that dressing room, the leader he is, he is... He, you know, in Juventus they talk about lo stile Juve. It's th that's not just a, a phrase. It, it means something. It's the guy. It, it's it's the manner with which you take on games. It's the manner with which you train. It's the attitude that you take on. Uh, that you, that you go into training. That you go into matches. And Chiellini is he is Juve through and through. And and the fact that he's back and playing, I don't think we can underestimate the importance of that. Um, so, mm. we'll see. Yes, but I, I agree on this. But if you are playing a final and you have to pick the manager, you pick Sarri or Conte? Sempre pick... Conte. Sempre Conte. No. <laughs> no, <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, yeah. This is the difference. I mean, I don't think Sarri is a winner. And 
Mm. He went to speak Sarri because he wants to play great football and wants to win mm. the Champions League. And mm. I think there's a big difference. In Europe, you have to play offensive football like Sarri. In Serie A, the fans win, right? This is what yeah. happens usually. Yeah. If you have a great defense, you win. You went to see struggle in defense. The league is not playing at this level. Bonucci is playing better than last year, but still not at level. They are allowing so many goals compared to the past. Yeah. So, you know, maybe... I, it sounds crazy, but I think Juventus have more chance to win the Champions League than win the Serie A. It, Juventus is a bigger, better team. They have Cristiano Ronaldo, Dybala, Higuain, etc. They're better than you than Inter. But Inter is a more concrete team. It's a it's a team that can win the Scudetto for me. While Otsari, I have doubts. Maybe they're going to beat Inter, but then they're going they can lose against Genoa, uh, Spal. You know, this is Sari type of football. So I still, I'm still not convinced that Juventus can win the Scudetto with Sarri. With Allegri, I would have no doubt. But you know, pick Conte or, or Sarri for the for the Scudetto. I'm going with Conte all the time. You know, Nima. I understand what you mean. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I wanted one thing I wanted to ask you guys about. Now, most of our listeners are, of course, based in the UK, and so there is an interest in players that have played in the UK previously. We know at Inter there's quite a strong uh, Premier League contingent at the moment. Ashley Young's there, Victor Moses, Lukaku, Sanchez, Eriksen, etc. A player that formerly played in the Premier League and, and plays for the aforementioned Brescia is Mario Balotelli. <laughs> Uh, has uh, Nima? Has he calmed down a little bit? Is the the Mario Balotelli no. of, of nowadays <laughs> a, a more mature? He's, he's, he's Balotelli's Balotelli. He's never going to change. He's never going to mature. I think he's going to just maybe calm down. But I mean, he's he is Balotelli. He's he's never gonna he's never going to change. But I think but I I think he's um, he's struggling to to you know that that Brescia move didn't exactly pan out the way he had hoped. Uh, at all, and it's um, I, I I I feel a little bit bad for him because of that. Because because I mean, playing in his hometown club, trying to save them, avoid relegation, it's not going to happen. They're definitely going to be relegated. Um, the player that I, if we're talking about Brescia, the player that I watch is Tonali, Sandro Tonali. I think he's absolutely fantastic. I mean, such a young player. Uh, you know, a lot of people draw comparisons to Pirlo. Um, I I think that's. Yes, he has the regista, the, that kind of deep-lying midfielder tactics about him. But for me, he's more of a mezzala. He's yeah, he, yeah. he actually he actually runs, he moves. Pirlo used to jog on the pitch. I mean, like God bless Pirlo, he was a magical football player, but he wasn't a runner. He wasn't. He didn't work hard. That was not why he. That's not what he did. He. But with Tonali, he does that. He's much more complete in the sense that his movement, his his vision, his craft, and his shooting. Uh, and and I and that's that's a player that I that I think you know half of Europe is chasing. It's Inter, it's Juve, it's PSG, it's it's it's. I mean, all the big guns are going after him because they know that if you sign him you've got a it's it's like the Verratti situation in a way um very similar to that if you buy him you've got a world-class midfielder for the next 10 years but you don't have to make the mistake of thinking he's a regista because otherwise you're gonna waste him he's a exactly. he's exactly. a box player just to give an, a Premier League example going yeah. back to Balotelli it was funny because in the second half of uh, Sunday's match he was playing in midfield because Brescia wasn't able to push so he was coming back and playing as a midfielder just to keep the ball and allow Brescia player to, to attack a little bit. And this is not Balotelli. You know, Balotelli is a striker. He's in the box. You give him the ball and he scores. 
if if he play outside the box he's an average player and mm. it was funny because he scored against Lazio at the beginning of the season and immediately newspaper ah Balotelli's back he's the best <laughs> you know he scored one goal after a mistake of a Lazio defender and suddenly he was back he's not back guys mm. he's not back no. and he's not the best Italian as attacker at all you no. know no, I agree. I mean, for me, for me, it's Belotti with a, you know, hands down. The way, I mean, if you talk about attitude, having the right attitude as a player, Andrea Belotti has that. He works his socks off for the team. As a lone striker, he he never stops running. He never stops fighting. He never stops uh, charging for fighting for that ball and 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 moving to 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 put his teammates into good positions. And that's the kind of striker for me. For if we're talking Azzurri, it's it's Belotti without a shadow of a doubt. That is that that's got that number nine spot. And I and I and I'm not saying that as a, someone who who disrespects Ciro Immobile, because I, I think that Ciro Immobile is a good player. I think a lot of the criticism against him is absolutely ridiculous. I think, the, you know, one, um, I did a podcast about about Immobile, and one of, one of the things I said is that Ciro Immobile reminds, is, is a bit unlucky. He's born in the wrong time, in a moment when there are, you know, the, the striker role doesn't is not adapted today to his kind of the kind of striker role he plays you know if he were if he were to play during the age of for example someone like Filippo Inzaghi he'd be much more appreciated Ciro Immobile so so I think that Ciro Immobile is, is a very good player I just think that he's a little bit unlucky with living in this era where you have a number nine that he, the number nine has to be you know everyone plays 4-3-3 with one one single punta one single striker and immobile isn't that kind of a player he needs to have another player next to him to to really thrive so for me if we're talking about suri it's belotti belotti is the natural choice i, totally, I, I totally disagree 26 goals this season 26 guys mm. 20 no discussion no discussion and when i read that mancini decide to play once balotelli and once uh, sorry balotelli Belotti and once, Manch um, once uh, Immobile, I think he should be sacked immediately. 26 goals. 26. They said he doesn't score against top team. He scored uh, against, against Inter, against Milan, yeah. against Napoli, against everybody. 26 goals. No discussion. We've not, we, we, we've not even had 26 games in the Serie A. So yeah. yeah. You know. No, he, let's let's be honest. I mean, Ciro Immobile is going to break that record. He's going to score more than 35 goals. There's no doubt about that in, in one season. He's going to equal... I think he's going to beat both he, that, that he, record that Higuain has uh, together with... Uh, oh, what's the name? Oh, what's his name, Vittorio? The name, uh, the goal, the the name of the striker who Iguain uh, equaled thirty-five goals in one year. It's from right. the twenties. Yeah, I yeah. Don't I, I, I forgot. I forgot now. But, but from the twenties, Nima. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nineteen twenties. Yeah, it's. Yeah. The thing is, he has Luis Alberto. That's the secret. Immobile. Luis Alberto puts you on the spot, and you know Immobile likes to attack the space behind the defender, and Luis Alberto put the ball in the right spot. So obviously, without Luis Alberto, that's why Immobile is struggle, struggling in the national team. Nobody has Luis Alberto. <laughs> they don't play like, exactly, they don't play like that either. I mean, his the the four three three that Mancini plays. They don't have a trequartista. They have three midfielders with a regista and two mezzala, and then you have two wingers coming in. So you, the the number nine role is a player that wants to hold up. The you should hold up and link up. Immobile is not good at holding up and linking up. He's he's more of a player exactly like Vittorio said. He needs to have a number ten and maybe a Caicedo or someone else like or or Correa next to him that he can play 
off of. And that's what I meant with, when I said that he, he's a bit unlucky to be living, to having his career in this age when the number nine role is a different role like in, you know, than it usually was. I mean, for me, Immobile is a classic Italian goal poacher. You know, there's no, he just doesn't have that characteristic that Mancini is looking for and, and, and that the number nines today are, are should have, according to the coaches. I, I personally agree. I mean, if you score 26 goals in 24 games, I mean, <laughs> what are we talking about? There's no discussion that the guy is quality. It's ridiculous to, to say anything else. Yeah, agreed. Um, guys, let's move on uh, to Milan. One uh, nil winners over Torino. Um, it was their first victory over Torino, incidentally, since August 2016. And they move into joint sixth with Verona and Parma. Um, Vittorio, are we seeing improvement uh, from Milan? Definitely, definitely. You have to see a little bit of changes. Stefano Pioli, it's a good tactician and you can see Milan improving. But you have to be honest and say this is... Torino is probably the worst team at the moment. I think me and you could play against Torino and win probably. So this tells you how bad the team... And the funny thing of Torino, I think we talked about it last week. They have good players. They have mm. Belotti, they have Izzo, they have Sirigu, they have De Silvesi. They have quality players. At the beginning mm. of the season, Gazzetta dello Sport was putting Torino ahead of Lazio. Let's not forget about this. But that was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, Lazio for me were a top five team. Torino were not a top five team. <laughs> but they said that Torino could fight for the Europe League. Mm. So, you know, they had some quality players and they are struggling badly. They are not focused. They are, they are, they are not convinced at all that mm. they can do it. So this made the job for Milan very easily. Uh, but, I mean, you can see that Pioli is improving Pioli is helping Milan play better football. Um, will they reach the Europe League? Maybe. It, it depends a lot on Ibrahimovic. Because at the end of the day, you can have even Guardiola. But if your team is PAL, you will never reach the Champions League. You can, you know, stay in Serie A, but the, the <laughs> match brings you so far. So you need the players. Does Milan have the right players? I'm not sure about that. I agree. I agree with everything Vittorio said. I think um, Milan, I, I think that given the insane, I mean, the, the madness of the season they've had, with starting with Giampaoli, who I thought was an absolutely ridiculous appointment to begin with. Yeah. It was so wrong on every single level um, for, for a club like Milan. You, it was just a matter of time before he got sacked. And 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 I thought and, and I used to say, I said it on, on our pod, the Serie A show, that I, if, if, if Giampaolo... You know, if he, he if he stays, uh, it's it's only a matter of time before he gets sacked because I cannot see how Milan under him, you know, because what what he's always done in his teams is that they go good, they they go they go for a stretch of five six games when his football really works and it looks beautiful, but then they collapse and you can't do that as these big teams. You cannot collapse. Uh, uh, for and, and lose 4-5-0 when you're a coach of Milan, Inter, Juve, Lazio, Roma. It just doesn't work like that. If you do that, you're out. And 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 the problem with Giampaolo was that he never even got going. I mean, he, he wanted Benacer, he wanted Krunic, but he didn't play any of them. Uh, so, no, I, I thought that was a, that was just an insane uh, appointment to go to, to start at all. But but uh, it's so important, it's so interesting to see how Ibrahimovic, since he's come on, to, since he's come back to Milan, you see how everyone at the club, they it, it's as if they've kind of turned on, they switched on, where 
you know, the quality during the trainings are better. Everyone is concentrated, focused, because the guy's a winner. There's no, you know, that, that's what he does. Ibrahimovic brings, if anything he's done in his entire life, it's that he brings in this mentality that he was taught by Fabio Capello at Juventus, that it's about winning. It's about winning and winning and winning and winning, and everything else has to go, you know, is, is secondary to that. And and he's his 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 and he's come on to this Milan team, and they absolutely love him. I mean, Leao Leao Rafael Leao says that he's Ibrahimovic is like his bigger brother. Uh, Rebic is looking like a fantastic player. He's scoring five six goals just in, since the yep. since January. So no, Milan I think will the fact that they can finish in the top six is is absolutely amazing. I still don't think that they will do it. I think Napoli is 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 where I put my money to finish in in that last European spot. Yeah, I have to say that I think Napoli will finish ahead of Roma if things continue like that. Yeah, mm, true. Just just going back to that Ibrahimovic point, guys. It's almost as though he's so he's so dominate dominating, if that's the right word, uh, that you're almost afraid not to perform and not to give a hundred percent when he's there because <laughs> he is that big of a character, isn't it? He demands the best everywhere he goes. And I think, it, you know, whilst people talk about his age and the fact that maybe his best years are beyond him, at the end of the day, he's still a huge player with a huge stature and it makes a massive difference. Now, guys, we've come to the end of the show. We, we've spent a lot of time talking about the top teams um, this evening, but there's been some fantastic insight uh, from Vittorio and from Nima. So my thanks uh, to the pair of you. Nima, this is your first time on the show. Do you want to let our listeners know what you do and how they can uh, catch up with uh, the fantastic work that you do? Um, I, I, I started, uh, I'm, I'm the founder of SempreInter.com. We, uh, we cover Inter 24 seven, uh, and have been uh, doing that for the past seven years in English. Um, I used to write, uh, for, for Gianluca Di Marzio. I used to do for gold.com, uh, and Calcio Mercato, etc. But now I'm fully focused, uh, just doing SempreInter where, which is growing, growing more and more every day. So at Nima Tavrud on Twitter, if you want to follow me and at, at SempreInter.com, if you want to follow SempreInter. Brilliant stuff. Make sure you do head over and check out Nima's work. Uh, Vittorio, where can people uh, keep up to date with you and uh, tell us about your podcast? Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Vittorio Campa. And uh, I'm the founder of Lazio Lounge. Not big as uh, Sempre Inter, but, you know, the <laughs> only podcast in English about Lazio, La Prima Squadra della Capitale. And we're having a great moment. So, guys, let's come listen to the best team in Italy at the moment. That's it. There's no, there's no better time to check out the Lazio Absolutely. Lounge than now. Than yeah, now. You, I can really recommend that you do that with Alistair McKenzie, and like he's a good guy. He's, he was on our pod actually the other day, uh, he, talking about the game. Yeah, he told me he was a little bit scared because after the victory. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was good to hear him. It was good. No, Alistair always like, offers great uh, analysis, so it was ni- very nice to have him on. Great stuff. My thanks to the pair of you and we'll be back very, very soon with more. Uh, Of course, we'll be dropping a show next week where we'll be uh, reviewing the action uh, from next week's uh, football. And of course, the big games are uh, Inter take on Sampdoria at home. Uh, We're looking at Juventus who take on Spau away and uh, Lazio, the other title contender, as we've said tonight, they travel to Genoa. So we'll be keeping a close eye on all of those games, as well as doing a little bit more of a wider roundup than we have done tonight. But it's been great. My thanks to the guys, and uh, we'll be back soon. Ciao.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. 